0: This was all John Hammond's dream. <laughs> hold on to your butt. <laughs> Seriously? Well, we're back. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 337th episode of the Jurassic Park podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we welcome back Caleb Burnett for another installment of Dino Score, the music of the Jurassic franchise. And today, we're going to start our long, long look at Jurassic World Dominions Epic Score by Michael Giacchino. Now, this is part one in a three part series, so stay tuned for more coverage on this score soon. But for now, we have some great coverage of the first six tracks and our overall thoughts on the score. I'm very, very excited to finally dive into this with Caleb, so I hope you really enjoy this one. Now, you know, some weeks we do a news update uh, just before we get into the main segment. We're not gonna do that this week, but guess what? There's some huge news. Jurassic World Dominion finally crossed the $1 billion threshold. Uh, That has been a long time coming, I feel like. You know, a lot of movies have have made it to a billion dollars faster. Maybe more, you know, other Jurassic movies have made more money um, and maybe reviewed better. But uh, despite the negative reactions and despite people continually saying that this movie was a bust in the box office and, you know, nobody went to go see it, didn't make as much money, didn't sell as many tickets – it still crossed crossed the one billion dollar threshold, and that is pretty amazing. Uh, here we are with another billion dollar Jurassic movie, um, you know, and they're telling us that this is the 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 end of the saga, the final thing, whatever, blah blah blah. One billion dollars speaks volumes, so I don't expect this franchise to go away anytime soon. Super excited, can't wait to dive into that more in upcoming episodes. But one billion dollars, congratulations, Jurassic World. Now, before we get into it here, I'd like to take care of some quick business. Over on JurassicParkPodcast.com, over the past uh, few weeks here, we've had a a few articles there that you can check out. The first one being um, a look at Jurassic World Evolution 2. So you can check out that with the new um, updates that came to that game, as well as an article on the time that maybe Billy Brennan... Almost returned to the Jurassic franchise in the form of a video game. Tom wrote up both of those articles, did a great job uh, featuring some of the most recent news in the Jurassic franchise. So definitely go check out those two articles. Um, The highlight being, you know, checking out Billy Brennan in some concept artwork and stuff like that. Oh, It it would have been amazing. It would have been so cool. And you can check out that over on Jurassic Time and uh, see the video series that uh, Derek put together. It's really, really great. Um, But uh, that was on our website, JurassicParkPodcast.com. We'll surely have some more stuff coming in the near future here. But over on YouTube over the past few weeks, we've had a Toy Monster uh, Slime Egg unboxing. I did that one with my son. Um, I've uploaded a bunch of toy hunts recently via... uh, walmart and target so definitely check those out i've done a few live streams talking all the most recent news and of course tom was kind enough to put together some evo 2 content which i think came out really really great talking about the news again and then also a wonderful cinematic of the uh the latest dlc with some new dinosaurs and some new updates to the free update as well so please check out those videos on our youtube channel and this week who knows We'll probably have some more toy hunts, more unboxings, live streams every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's something that I look forward to each and every week. Wednesday night, it always is like a highlight of the week, talking with all the Jurassic fans out there in the live chat, um, talking about whatever the most recent news is. Like, for instance, this week, uh, I had the chance to have a a great guest on the show, Neems. You know Neems, the uh, movie poster guy, Jurassic Your World over on Instagram. Uh, Neems was kind enough to join me pretty last second To talk about stuff like Beyond the Gates. We talked about the Jurassic World brand. Uh, We talked about JP30. Uh, So many good topics in this past live stream. Uh, So, well, first off, go check out that live stream as well. It was really great. Um, But uh, it gives me the chance to kind of uh, just hang out, chill, listen to some lo-fi music with everybody, talk Jurassic, and uh, just hang out. And that's what I love about the live stream. So definitely join us over there on the YouTube channel. Also, for anybody interested in the Disney side of things, I will be talking on Grim Grinning Hosts. I was able to host an episode over there talking about D23 and all the recent Disney Parks news that came out uh, from that expo. Talking about uh, new lands, new rides, all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, specifically over in Animal Kingdom with Dinoland and what may be going on in that part of the area. Uh, It's not good news, folks, but uh, there's a lot to be talked about there, so definitely check out uh, Grim Grinning Host sometime this week when our D23 episode goes live. But that about does it here for the intro, we have a great episode lined up for you with myself and Caleb talking about Jurassic World Dominion's score. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into Dino Score, the music of the Jurassic franchise, featuring the Jurassic World Dominion score by Michael Giacchino. Welcome everybody to another edition of Dino Score, the music of the Jurassic franchise. And today, we're finally uh, gonna start our long look at the score for Jurassic World Dominion. And to help me out with that completely epic task, I have Caleb Burnett here to get into all those musical details with me. Caleb, how's it going?
1: How you doing? Hey, I'm I'm good. I'm surviving, like <laughs> surviving. everyone else in the world. So we're, yeah, we're all, we're all doing I'm our so best. I'm so excited to talk about this music.
0: It's been a long time coming. I know we've been going back and forth for, uh, well, I mean, a a few months now, uh, pretty much since the movie came out or since we were able to watch it regularly and listen to it regularly. But uh, I didn't get as many viewings in right away. So I was like, I didn't feel totally confident to talk about how the music interacts with the movie and and to, to like I didn't get a, enough listens on the score itself so I was like I don't think we can do this yet I'm not ready uh but now I, th- <laughs> I feel like I'm ready are you, are you feeling confident about the the tracks and everything and the music uh, the movie
1: as well yeah I um am over prepared I I saw this movie <laughs> 18 times in theaters <laughs> oh boy and uh, I've seen the I've watched the extended edition twice so there I'm at go. I'm at 20. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I, uh, I was at, I was, I'm at four, I think, four or five total around that, that, you know, with the, (laughs) with both the extended and the theatrical completely. Like, that's, that's it. I have not gotten any further chance. I feel like I've been like severely slacking as a Jurassic fan, especially somebody who does this. Um, so yeah, my bad. My bad, everybody. Well, uh,
1: (laughs) it feels like the first six months of this year, there was just so much Jurassic going on. Mm -hmm. And like the last couple months, things have kind of calmed down a little bit. So we've had a little time to catch up. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. And... You know we've got a lot to catch up on here because there's a a lot I think to discuss. Um, So just as an overall like overview here, as far as what we're going to be doing, uh, we're going to be deep diving like into these tracks from the score. Um, We're going to talk about how they tie into the film, how they relate to you know maybe some scores from the past, stuff like that. Um, There's going to be three of these episodes, so this is the first one. Um, So we're going to spread these out over the course of the next few months here. Um, I believe I believe the next one will be in November, November 21st and uh and potentially the third one's going to be in January. So we we're going to be spreading these out. It's it's a difficult task when you do episodes every 2 weeks now, so I got to like find the space for everybody to fit in here. But uh three parts, yeah. tons of tracks. Uh yeah, it's going to be wild and I I think it's a uh, big it's a big long movie and lots of music. It's a big score. So, so yeah, yeah. I think um you know th- this is i have some facts and stuff here but uh you know obviously there's i uh, there's 32 tracks on the um the digital version i think there's 22 mm-hmm. on the physical one so i don't i don't know what's going on there but uh it sounds like they cut out a bunch of the tracks i don't, i didn't even look to see which they, ones did you
1: i think they had to just cuz like
0: the they time
1: fit all of it <laughs> yeah yeah so. cuz
0: it, it is 1 hour and 47 minutes of
1: music so that's like
0: that's outrageous. Well, in- <laughs>
1: It's it's even more for, oh. like, like, in the extended edition. Like, there's yeah. even more music. Of course, yeah. So. The,
0: the the digital version itself is an hour and 47. So, you know, and then you're talking about the extended has stuff that we don't even have. We don't have that stuff, like, yet. Um, I kind of, I was doing my best as far as the extended cut was concerned to kind of, like, go go scene by scene and find the tracks. And I actually, I was like, oh, I can't find these things. So I don't know... I guess they don't exist yet, but I have seen a list of all the tracks. Um, I forget mm-hmm. where I saw it, but at one time I did see that. And eventually I'm sure it will trickle out, which is just mind-blowing because we already have 32 tracks. Like, we, I'm, I'm ready for more at any point,
1: but it's just wild that there are more out there, you know? <laughs> well, uh, the extended edition is probably what Giacchino sort of scored to initially. Or maybe, mm. or I mean, maybe even well, an even longer cut than that, but like, <laughs> um, cause I mean, I'm sure there was a longer cut than the extended edition that we're getting probably just release there, it. It seems I like mean, there was so much. There was six hours like, of, 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 video, wasn't there? <laughs> That's what Sam yeah, well, told us. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it, it's just, it's, uh, it's, it's fun to think about like mm. that he scored it to this longer version and then it sort of was compressed and compressed, but. Yeah, you yeah, know, it's, that's it's, how it, it is it's how it
0: works. <laughs> it is very interesting to listen to, um, you know, the theatrical versions that we have like on the album, and then to like listen to the extended cut, and then to hear those spliced in moments where like different tracks are like, oh, it just cuts, and then it transitions into something you do know out of something you don't know. It's really interesting to hear that and to to see how they really edited this movie. Just the movie itself, the score, like to make it this longer version or I guess to cut it down to the theatrical version, because like you're saying, like the extended version was probably what they were initially working on. And then they're they're like, well, we got to chop it up for the theatrical version. So it's, and another thing
1: that's interesting is like on the digital album, at least like the, the music, the cues are in the order of the, that they are in the film. Like it's, it's just all in order of the scenes that they're in, which is not, always normally the case like the jurassic park digital album those cues are not in the order of the film mm. <laughs> so it's it's you can you can uh, go on a road trip i i did actually like you can go on a road trip and and listen to this and it's like you're watching the movie so
0: Oh, yeah. 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 I've I've listened through it plenty now and because uh, I've got a long drive into work. So I'm just like throwing it on and listening to basically the whole thing. Uh, it's not I don't, I don't drive for an hour and 47 minutes, but a lot of the drive is is this music. And um, yeah, it, you know, you mentioned like John Williams and his his work with Jurassic Park and stuff. And those were just like Essentially, like concert pieces, like thrown together, and and things were from different parts of the movie all over the place. I think there's like at least one instance or so in this album where things are out of order a little bit, but not much. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's really cool and and very good for like discussing and and for uh, analyzing that everything's right there in order. And the tracks are clearly visible where you can be like, okay, yeah, the title of this is exactly what happens here or whatever. You know, if as long as you can like figure out the meaning of what what
1: they put together as a title for these tracks. <laughs> they always yeah, a challenge. I mean the uh the the title uh you know ma- creating the titles and you know editing down these tracks and making the album that that probably happened pretty late in the in the process like once they had everything nail- nailed down so yeah. Yeah,
0: and interestingly there's a lot of like multi titles here like where you get th- 2 to 3 like kind of like different yeah. tracks within one track. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not like like with John Williams where in that one track you may have two to three songs or, or portions of the movie, but they're different. They're completely different portions of the movie, so it makes it tough to like analyze. This, like you're saying, it's like there's two or three parts from the movie, but they're right
1: in sequential order, so it's easy to figure out, you know? It, it's because uh, there's tons of music, and Jurassic <laughs> World Dominion is a whirlwind. Yeah, is. There is a lot of stuff packed into this movie. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. So, let me, let me, uh, or give me your thoughts on just the movie in general, because I, I assume you've liked it, right? I mean, I don't think you would go to see it 18 times and dislike it, <laughs> yeah. but I don't know.
1: Maybe, maybe you did. I, who knows? Let me know. What did you think? No, I, uh, <laughs> I went, I went back to torture myself. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I, I loved this movie. Um, I, I'm still, it's, my like franchise ranking or whatever is still sort of up in the air and my my jurassic world trilogy ranking is still sort of up in the air um but um i i loved this movie um i i loved fallen kingdom and i loved the ways that this movie paid so many of those plot points off um i loved that you know the i mean just to talk about the music a little bit um you know it's it's great this is the first time we've ever had the same composer on three jurassic movies in a row and hats off i mean before we get too deep into this at all like hats off to michael giacchino um his work on this trilogy is in my opinion excellent oh, yeah. um it just it starts off in a you know a very uh, subdued jurassic way i feel like and then like with each movie like it just gets bigger and bigger and more full of epic action-packed bombastic music and that's that's definitely true for this score and so when i was watching when i saw dominion the first time um you know i was there were multiple points in the movie where i was like coming out of my seat cheering like yes he brought that theme back yes he brought that music back yes he brought that back so like that's that's something that like i'm really happy about is that we got the same composer um three Mm. times and um yeah i mean just just uh one of my favorite things about dominion is how it paid off some of those fallen kingdom plot points and the you know what the truth about Maisie and dr Wu and and all of those things and before dominion came out i was like like i i had an idea of stuff that was going to happen and i was like please please bring back those fallen kingdom themes and all of that so and it it he did and he did and you know it's it really just ties it all together and i i felt like the film tied everything together really well um this is the the third entry in the franchise and it's the the uh, the action-packed entry. Jurassic Park 3 feels it like it's that action-packed crazy movie and like Jurassic World Dominion feels that way a little bit. Like there's so much action and like just really intense scenes like Malta and <laughs> Owen riding with the Parasaurs and you know, the bi- all of the Bioson stuff in the finale. Like so much action. Um, so yeah, this I... I, one reason that I saw it 18 times in theaters is because after I saw it the first time, like I, I could only tell you like three things I remembered about it because there's so much to take in. And so like, I, I I'm, I'm glad I saw it that many times. Cause I could like go back and notice things about it and notice things about the music and, and all of that kind of thing and really, really take it all in. And I feel like, um so i mean i went to the premiere in la and something that colin trevaro said when we were talking to him after was that jurassic world dominion is kind of a movie that you know it takes five or six watches to really understand it that's something that he said to us and at the time i was like i didn't understand completely but like now i understand because like watching it so many times, there's just so much stuff to take in and so many things to enjoy. Um, yeah. yeah. It's uh fallen kingdom and dominion are both these really fast paced plot packed f- movies. Um, but I, I really enjoyed both of them a lot. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: you know, I, uh, I can kind of sympathize with that. Uh, you know, it takes like five times or so to watch it and to understand because like, I'm still, in the process of trying to figure things out. You know, there are several several plot points where I'm like, I don't care I'm not bothered by what whatever's happening here. I'm just very confused and I need to figure things out still. <laughs> so one day I'll get around to actually like you know, absorbing enough to be like, okay, I get it. I totally get it now. But like I I can definitely sympathize with that with that idea that it takes a lot of viewings, especially now with the the extended cut where You know, it's like, well, uh, by the way, just I I don't know if I said this before, but if we're going to be talking about the extended cut and stuff like that, if you've not seen it, maybe don't listen just yet because we'll be going into a lot of stuff throughout these episodes. So but um, but yeah, yeah, it's there's a lot to analyze. Like you have to kind of remember both iterations now. You have to remember the theatrical and you got to remember the extended. And trying to keep that straight now is a little difficult. Yeah, it's
1: (laughs) it, it. I it was there are be- between the theatrical and extended edition, like in the first 20 minutes, there are like 10 little <laughs> new things. Like even, some of them are even just like a couple seconds long, new little moments. Yeah. And yeah. um, it's, it was, I I'm glad you said that. Cause like, it's, it's more difficult to keep track between the two than I thought it would be. Cause there's just like so much, but yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: um, so as far as the score for me, um, I, I, I remember you mentioned something. Maybe I'll remember what it was, but I was going to touch on it. But for me, the score feels like very familiar and very comforting. I think because it, I think it's like a perfect mix of like Jurassic Park stuff and Jurassic World stuff. It's it really like toes that line really really well, where you've you've got all these familiar motifs and themes that we've heard before, but now they've they've grown and they've aged and they've changed a little bit you know they're they they feel familiar and even themes that you've like never heard before things that feel new are somehow tied to the past and i find that really really interesting that like you're like why where have i heard this before like what is this from And it's from like a Jurassic movie. It's from somewhere in there. And even if it's not a direct copy of that moment or whatever that that track is on a John Williams or a a Don Davis or whatever, you know, whatever it is, or even just Giacchino referencing himself, it's, it's interesting to kind of like hear where these themes are born from and kind of get an idea as to like how they're related. Um, But I I do think this series is tough overall, right? Because I don't feel like John Williams really went into the into Jurassic Park and created specific themes for too many things. You know, I feel like he mm-hmm. he he created obviously like a, like several Jurassic Park themes that we all know and love, whether it's like an adventure mm-hmm. theme or or just like a, a more of a somber thing or so we've got a few different kinds of themes, but we don't necessarily have like for instance maybe what like um I don't know, like Star Wars or or Marvel or whoever would do things with specific themes for each person and each thing in the movie, whatever the case may be. John Williams never really did that. We had like a Raptor theme and you know island themes, but but not Alan, Ellie, or Ian. Like we didn't we didn't really get anything to like reference those characters. So nowadays we find ourselves sitting here like. Oh, we're we're just referencing the Jurassic Park theme. So, I think on one hand that was really great and that was really awesome. Maybe for some it, it becomes overbearing because it's just like, well, we've got nothing else to reference, so we're just going to reference the Jurassic Park theme. But I think he did sure. a good job. I think Giacchino did a good job of tying like some really cool uh, heart and emotion, you know, into the the past themes and and creating new ones and. Uh, You know, because it was hard. There's a lot of legacy type situations in this movie where you want to create a specific, you know, emotion and and tie it to something from the past. And I think he did a great job Mm -hmm. doing that uh, with the Jurassic Park theme for the most part, just really tying it to that.
1: Yeah, I I agree. Um, I think so. What you said about, you know, how John Williams approached Jurassic Park and there's not like, you know, he didn't say like this is the Jurassic Park theme this is the theme for the island this is the theme for the, the visitor center this is you know he didn't he didn't necessarily designate it that specifically yeah. and i think i think part of that is because like over the last 30 or so years like film music has really its place in pop culture has really grown and so like the analysis of film music has grown and like people do that more now like mm. designating like those kind of things on albums <laughs> and like in yeah like press tours and everything like that, like that, that happens more nowadays just because like film music and film music analysis has grown over the last 30 years. Um, And as far as like, you know, and like it's fun to go back and listen to the Jurassic park score and sort of like there are in the, in the musician composer world, there are sort of like a couple of different, like, head spaces as far as like what what themes are in jurassic park and like what what we're gonna call them because like i know there's (laughs) like there's the some people call it the island theme some call it the island fanfare um some people call the other like but and then there's the other one that some people call the hymn theme but like, mm-hmm. and and then some people call them both the Jurassic Park theme. <laughs> yeah, so it's which like I, I think any anything that you come up with is is
0: great. Like it's a good idea, but it it does make exactly, it difficult for yeah. discussion, right? Like I, I actually think right. it's re- it's a really interesting question for people to figure out what do you think the Jurassic Park theme is. I said it to my right. uh, my my. My son, I think the other day, had asked me to put on the Jurassic music. He was playing with toys in here, and I was like, I was like, which one, what do you want? Do, do you like, do you want the, and I just kind of like was subtly like hinting at like, sing me the music, sing me the music. And then he ended up singing me the music, and I was like, oh, okay, that's what you think is the theme. So that, I th- I find it really interesting to think, what do people consider the actual theme? Because there's like, I feel like there's like three different iterations that you could come up with from that movie alone, you know?
1: Yeah. And, I feel like for some, I mean, I I have no problem with it at all, but I feel like what a lot of people in this modern era have centered on is, is what a lot of people call the hymn theme, the like that, that is what. I feel like a lot of people have latched onto as the Jurassic park theme. They use it in trailers. Now they use it in all the marketing and videos mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And so I feel like that's sort of a thing that people have latched onto, but then there's like two other th- themes that also represent Jurassic park really well. Um, yeah. But um, to, to what you were saying about like how Jaquino used those things in dress world dominion. Um, so there's a lot there's been a lot of discussion oh as the jurassic world trilogy has has been released over the last seven or eight years of like why doesn't jacquino use those themes more should he use those themes blah 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 and and jacquino has even spoken to it about like he wants you know he wants to use them when they're earned and use them in the right spots so that he doesn't use them too much um and in the in the whole run up to dominion there was a lot of that kind of discussion going on and like you know it whatever your opinion if you're listening to this whatever your opinion on whether those themes should be used or not like is is valid but my i i tend to agree with Giacchino that like using them sparingly and using them in the right moments makes them really powerful and so in the run up to dominion my thought process sort of became like Dominion is going to be a great opportunity for him to use those themes prominently and more than in the last two Jurassic world movies, because we've got the original trilogy coming back or the original trio coming back. We've got Dodgson coming back. Like that is, those are like the, I mean the most valid opportunities to use those themes. Like be and Honestly, I I love the way he use, brought back the Jurassic Park themes. Like when uh, Alan, uh, Ellie, and Ian get out of the overturned Jeep and you hear the Jurassic Park theme there. And it's, it's almost like he's making that their theme now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Be- and um, when Alan and Ellie are, I think this is a cue we're going to talk about in this episode when, uh, maybe not, but when Alan and Ellie are talking in his tent, like it's, it's the Jurassic park theme again, it's much more subtle. Um, but it's like, he's almost made like the, the original trio, um, especially in pop culture now, just they, they are Jurassic park. Like they are the face of it. And so like with, with that logic in mind and with that reasoning in mind, I, I really like how he used those themes and sort of made it theirs. Yeah. Um, So yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: There is a moment. I I'm blanking on what exactly the moment is. It's uh, it is either like Ian driving away in the truck, or or him saving the group from the, or I guess him saving the in quotes uh, the group from the Dimetrodon (laughs) cave. Uh, It's really Ramsey, but yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, whoa! I guess I did it. Um, But like, there's that. There's there's that like swelling like. Jurassic Park, um, like adventure island journey, journey to the island theme that, like, yeah, you know, crescendos and it happens exactly that same way in Jurassic Park. I think when they get the door locks working, I think that's the moment, and it, like, yeah, and and it, and it's so, it felt so good to hear that again and to hear that crescendo in the same way, and it was just
1: so satisfying. That, no, that's absolutely the same same musical thing. And I, I actually hadn't made the connection between like both of those scenes have door locks and doors unlocking or figuring out the thing. Like that is a great, that is a great connection. And I, I I love that. (laughs) So,
0: you know, but, but even, even past all the stuff that we know and kind of love already, uh, there's a lot of new stuff here, right? There's a lot of Mm -hmm. really, really cool new stuff. And I, I love it. Like, Jackino, for me, has become just like I think his themes are just as iconic to me, like as any Jurassic theme. I think they blend in so well and they've become so iconic for me that like, I just truly, truly love these themes, you know? Going back to Jurassic World with like as the Jurassic World turns or just like literally anything from Fallen Kingdom, you know, like the entirety of that movie was so dark and scary and just so amazing sounding. And I just lo- like that, that Fallen Kingdom theme itself with the lava pouring in on the the logo is just everything it's amazing and Absolutely. then he he just nails it again with this movie and and it's like there's again there's a, I, I think i mentioned it before with like how there's like something where i'm like i i feel like i know this i feel like i i, I know what this is or i remember this i get that feeling with with the new themes as well but i, I just mm-hmm. don't know why because they're not jurassic they, there's nothing jurassic about them necessarily um, they feel just like sweeping sci-fi epics and they just sound so mm-hmm. like romantic and and just like from a standpoint of like romanticism and stuff like that not like alan and ellie loving each other or something i just mean like they sound so romantic and swelling and and it's just so sweeping all the music is just so big and i i love yeah. it. like like that the, just alone the logo pushing in and it's just like the music there is just so big sounding and i i, I just love it it's just such a cool presence throughout this score and and there's also another thing to add to that is this while, while things are sweeping and you've got winds and strings and all that stuff you also have more than ever you've got a huge synth like work underneath this yes. score you know yes. throughout everything almost it feels like there is just synth everywhere and it sounds so
1: so good it's just it's so good and there's other digital sounds also, and and, and, that, and in dominion there's also a ton of guitar yes yes which guitar. is which is so like out of left field and cool yeah um and on this on the synth conversation like that is a to me in my opinion like that's like so jurassic park like there's it does i it feel does, like it's the most yeah. synths since <laughs> Jurassic since the jurassic park score because you've got all this like techno science thriller uh-huh. type stuff going on so exactly
0: yeah. it did make me feel like you know Dennis stealing the embryo at t- embryos at times and you know I think because which is such a great thing about this movie is to me like I know a lot of people struggled with this movie and and you know struggling to 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 have it feel like a Jurassic story to them but to me watching this movie felt like a third Michael Crichton book to me and those Michael Crichton books mm-hmm. were spent like spy thrillers to a a large Mm -hmm. extent. You know, there's a lot of like thriller aspects, spying and, and intrigue and, you know, stealing like corporate espionage and all this stuff. And we never necessarily got to see that too much throughout the rest of the movies. Um, mm-hmm. you know, a, a little bit. It was very vague in the Jurassic World series overall, except for this movie. Jurassic Park obviously had that with Dennis Nedry and his stuff that he was doing, and that's where it feels like it comes from. It's born out of Dennis stealing, stealing the embryos, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's it feels right, and it feels natural in this movie. Um, the one part like that, that felt very unnatural was, like, uh, you know, I, the, the titles of these. Let me, uh, what is that one that, that he released initially? The Plane or something like that? What is it called? Oh yeah, uh, The Plane and the Cycle. The Plane and the Cycle, yeah. That one, when that came out first, I was just like, what in the, in the world has happened? Like, this is, <laughs> this is wild. And I just like, I couldn't, it was hard to latch onto right away, I think because it didn't feel yeah. exactly Jurassic. But then you see the movie and you're like, this is the most hype song I've ever heard in my life.
1: This is the coolest track I've ever heard, maybe. <laughs> oh, it's, so... <laughs> it's, it's uh, like pulse pounding, like, yes, so intense. And in it's the plane, so in, I mean, we'll talk about this in a future episode, obviously, yeah, in later. In the plane into the cycle, there's a, there's a little 10 second chunk in that that feels so the lost world score to me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and yes, so yes, we'll talk
0: about that. But, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah,
1: I know. I want to mention like everything because like even that
0: song in particular, you mentioned the Lost World. There's a lot that feels like that, but also the Lost World like game score, like the from the PlayStation. Oh, play yeah. what yeah. was it? The one that he scored. I'm like, again, it feels so familiar to that to that score, whatever song it is from the game soundtrack. But yeah. as I was analyzing things, I'm like, it it's not a one for one. It just sounds so familiar. So there's, there's like a, he's yeah, referencing the Lost everything. World you know, game
1: theme is is in a is in a queue we're going to talk about in this episode. So it is, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> it is, yeah, and it's it's cool because he's got that that raptor stuff going on, but he's also like I feel like just the vibe of whatever he was doing back when whenever that game was made was it '97? Um, you know, yeah. he's he's still carrying that around with him today, and it's so cool. It is so cool. Yeah. So. Overall, I love this score. Got to say, I think it's pretty fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah. you mentioned you yeah. mentioned the guitar. Guitar's always the interesting one because you know, it just feels so out of place in a like an epic sweeping score. I remember when um uh, Attack of the Clones came out. I think, you know, whenever that was. And there was a, a track in there that had guitar and I was like this is so weird. This does not feel right at all. And then, like now, it's like it's it's awesome, and I love it. And it, you know, and now I'm I'm loving it here as well. I I don't think there is any choir moments in in this at all. Is there? There's
1: no voice work. I don't think. Is there? It's. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's a little bit somewhere, but it's. It feels like there's got to be right. It's always so noticeable, there's, especially so after Fallen Kingdom, in the, but in the, uh, in the queue at the end when woo is releasing his locusts mm. to join the swarm and you know fix fix the issue there's some there's some choir in that queue okay good well we'll have um, to we'll we'll analyze that oh, yeah. for sure yeah um,
0: but anyway <laughs> today yeah today uh, like i said we're going to be splitting this up and this this is why we are only doing 6 tracks today because We've already been talking for 30 minutes about just our feelings and our overall love of this and everything. So <laughs> yeah. uh, so we're, we're only going to do the six tracks today, and then episode two will be 13 tracks, and then episode three will also be 13 tracks. So we're splitting this up nicely. And I feel like today's episode has a natural kind of ending point because you've got the first six tra- – six, I just did it. I uh, We've got the first six tracks <laughs> – and I, I made it, we made a joke, Caleb made a tracks. joke earlier, yeah, because I messed it up before we started recording. We got a lot of sick <laughs> tracks on this, and I messed it up again. So we got six tracks. Um, you've got gir- Jurassic Logos slash Dino This, uh, which, you know it is referencing the logos and, and that now this so die now this yeah. <laughs> uh these are there's a lot of analysis that could just go into <laughs> these titles alone um you've got a dinosaur in the ranching business so that's all about the nasutosaurus ranch thing whatever is going on there um you've got it's hurt, it's it's like herding parasaurolophus it's like hurting. <laughs> i don't know what the reference is per se but like it's, it's uh, obviously the parasaurolophus it's like herding moment. cats i guess yeah Sure, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 I guess that would be it. Um, yeah. Owen, you know, hurting the Parasaurolophus and stuff like that, and um, and and there's a lot in there to dis- discuss. You've got Oopsie Maisie, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that, that. I mean, that speaks for itself, I think. Uh, the fifth track is Clonely You slash The Hunters Become the Hunted. A lot of cool stuff in there. And mm-hmm. the final track is The Campfire in Her Soul. Uh, the
1: campfire is... in her soul. <laughs>
0: yeah it's beautiful and you got Maisie and Owen and Claire at the fire talking about stuff there so there's a lot of cool stuff and I like I said I feel like it's a natural stopping point because once you hit like the next few tracks you start to get into some like very different vibes and different feels for this score and uh, mm-hmm. I, I can't wait to dive into that stuff as well but this, this first portion feels like hey you remember this like that's what it feels like to me it's like you remember this stuff this sounds great um <laughs> So uh, let's go ahead and take a listen here to, I guess, the first track here. Um, So let's this. Yeah, this is Jurassic Logos and Die Now This.
1: So quiet. <laughs> it is.
0: And actually that is one thing that I noticed is this part is very quiet underneath the um <clears throat> uh the actual, you know, now this when we get to that now this stuff, like it's very, very quiet under there.
1: Mm-hmm. So that first thing is sort of the Jurassic World Dominion motif on that sort of organ synthy sounding thing, and then This is sort of like the Dominion motif sort of extended out a little bit. Here we have the first iteration of the Biosyn theme.
0: Yeah, I want to talk about that a little bit. Okay. I've got to say, love this next upcoming spot here.
1: Mm-hmm. It's epic. It's epic.
0: It is so epic. So basically, <laughs> you had the Universal logo, Um, and, and for the most part, like we were saying before, this this score really follows the uh, the theatrical cut. So you have the Mosasaur scene, but there's there's no music over the Mosasaur scene because that's the mm-hmm. start of the theatrical cut, right? Like it, it just goes mm-hmm. right into that. So it's got some stuff under the Universal logo. And it just goes into nothing for the Mosasaur scene until like the end. I think there's a little bit of strings or something. Um, most of that was just the the now this briefing talking about the the state of the world and stuff like that. And then, of course, that epic ending featuring yeah. that Rockwork logo, which we did see, I think, in uh, the, prologue. the prologue. Yeah, initially. And there was music under that prologue back then, which was really cool. But um, but yeah, now we're getting this, this foggy... Because like... How does this? I'm trying to think of it now because I'm blanking on it's it has the Mosasaur stuff and then the now this and then the rock logo. But then in the in the, the in the uh, extended cut, it's like everything's like all over the place and different a little bit. So it's interesting to kind of yeah. think about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Um I question for you, a random question, and we don't have to like, you know, talk about it too long, but like, do you like and we can talk about the take into account the music and everything like do you do you like the opening of the extended cut or the theatrical cut better oh it's hard because i got to say it's it, very it is hard yeah
0: it's very difficult for me because when i watch the extended cut i just think to myself this is the prologue and i just want to skip past <laughs> i just want to like i yeah. just want to keep going i want to get to the movie because this is not the movie to me this is the prologue right like I sure. saw this already. I know this. I've seen it a ton of times, um, but to me, that's what that feels like. So it's I'm I'm a little anxious, and I just want to get to the movie. Um, sure. <laughs> and I do. I gotta say, I do like the because the theatrical cut. Theatrical cut is actually extended in the Mosasaur sequence. There's extra footage within the theatrical yeah. cut that's cut out for
1: the. It's just too many words here. Cut out for the extended I, cut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's. It's. uh like we were talking about earlier, it's kind of like hard to keep track of the differences between the two, but Mm -hmm. um, it's really interesting. Just like thinking of while we're thinking about this cue, like it's really interesting that the, the music at the end of the prologue is completely different from this when Mm -hmm. like the, but it's the same sort of stone logo flying at you through the smoke, but the music is, music is different when that happens in the prologue and it's different here. And it's, To my ear, it was just slightly different in the extended cut, too. Like it was just a, it sounded just a a tiny bit faster to me. And I don't know why, but yeah.
0: I actually, I, I didn't get a chance to analyze a certain thing that I remembered, which is that moment as well, where I thought I heard like extra like drums or something like percussion in that moment. And I was like, is that in the actual track or was that just here? So it might just be a completely different part of the cue or something that they used for the extended cut or the, for the prologue. Um, sure versus what we hear here because I actually had to bring up my extended cut notes because you've got the prologue sequence featuring the sixty five million years ago, the 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 drive in sequence, and then it goes to now this. And then mm-hmm. it had then you've got the Mosasaur scene. And then I think you and have then... the 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 logo. Wait, yeah. No, the logo was before. Yeah, the logos before the logos before the or thing so it's like all all over the place so this part for me like we were saying earlier it's hard to keep it straight as far as what <laughs> comes where um but i do yeah. think uh there's interesting stuff here because you've got this you know dominion theme which i wrote down as well and it mm-hmm. it ties like uh, to me i'm i'm not at the point of distinguishing the what is the dominion theme versus biosyn like the
1: biosyn theme because if to me it feels kind of the same like they well i think you know that that the first thing i'll say is that speaks to what we've kind of been talking about which is like uh this this score just just ties and blends together really well it all just feels like it's in this great spirit and it feels like it's in the spirit of jurassic and jurassic park it all just feels really great to to Mm -hmm. me and i think you would agree but like um, they all do, like, but to what you're saying, the the Dominion sort of motif th- slash theme and the Biosyn theme, do they they feel like they're in the same spirit? They feel like they go together really well. The mm-hmm. so in my I mean, music analysis is you know it's an it's a subjective thing. You know, I I have yeah. my opinions, but like they generally might differ a tiny bits from other people who might analyze a score, but. so in my music analysis opinion um the dominion motif is that thing at the very beginning of that cue we just listened to the and it's that that sort of hey brad i can't hear you sorry i muted myself
0: that was something that we hear (laughs) we hear that later on i think during like the battle sequence if i remember correctly there's a a lot of percussion over that same it's just like intense and so intense
1: yeah and the reason that's there in the finale like that is because the dominion motif thing is also kind of tied, in my opinion kind of tied to the giganotosaurus Mm -hmm. um okay and in that in that final battle thing it's really big and bombastic it's like it's really (laughs) different and big um but um the you can also hear this little dominion motif when alan and ellie and ramsey are flying over Biosyn in the helicopter and they talk about the apex predator giganotosaurus and then it's you have the Mm. shot of the giganotosaurus taking a nap in the forest and you hear hear that motif there it's really subtle but it's there so yeah yeah, and and that to me that makes sense because Giganotosaurus is kind of kind of the big dino of Dominion, and Sure. so yeah, yeah. It makes sense makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you see, this is what we need. We need this conversation <laughs> and and the
0: analysis to figure things out because I'm like I was like struggling with it. I'm like, what is the difference here? Because I know there's a difference. I wrote it down. I wrote the Dominion theme and it ties into the Biosyn theme. So I'm like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm like, what what is it? What am I hearing that I'm not being able to articulate myself? But uh right i think you i think you nailed it
1: so there. so then the the biosyn theme is the <soils entropy> <Gambmiyor> which, which is so like
0: that to me when i said it earlier it's very um i think where is it in
1: in here somewhere
0: where yeah it's it it's, Af- it's oh no it's right yeah it's right here it's right here, here yeah yeah like that whole thing this the the biosyn theme is is that sci-fi epic that like i can't put my finger on what it reminds me of or what it is but it just it feel it feels so at home it feels so natural to me and i i love that biosyn theme
1: yeah it's 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 coming up here in a second it kind of in the in the theatrical cut and in the extended cut probably um it it happens when when dodgson starts talking okay so
0: all right that makes right sense here
1: then mm-hmm. that mm-hmm.
0: yes so oh, la- later on you get nice flurries of like like high-pitched like i don't know like a pickle over so, or flute or something like that and it's just so amazing in a different track like, yeah
1: but well oh, and i love it one of my f- it it comes back that theme comes back when Alan and Ellie and Ramsey are in the helicopter flying to Biosyn, mm-hmm. um, and it's big and epic and brassy, and yeah, big orchestra, and that's one of my favorite cues from the score. But I mean, that's that's the Biosyn theme as they're going to Biosyn. So yeah, <laughs> and this one kicks off with the, like that synth bed
0: underneath everything. You you hear this just like just tones you know just tones underneath yeah. and that that continues on throughout so many scenes uh, to the point where like there is so much it feels like you're listening to like a uh, a Michael Myers movie it's just amazing i love <laughs> i love gijkino and his horror references he is just yeah. he always nails it always nails it but uh um, and
1: something but, that you know there's a lot of parallels between all the, the three scores of this trilogy and the three films like but you know a parallel we can talk about here is that like all of these movies don't have the universal fanfare they have creepy sci-fi music over the universal globe and it really just and it's at the beginning of this that's over the universal globe and it's it's quiet and it's like even sitting in an imax theater it was like quiet and like it 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 (laughs) the audience goes oh Okay. The movie's <laughs> starting. And like it's it's creepy and it get it gets you in that right mood. So.
0: Yeah. Now there's a track um from Fallen Kingdom, uh, Volcano to Death. Now I wanted to just reference this real quick because okay. it, it just feels like it's from the same family when you're talking about the logo coming up in this movie. Um uh, well, okay. actually I want to where is that moment in Fallen Kingdom because I want to hear what is the mo- the logo the logo at the beginning it's, of Fallen it, Kingdom I, I just want to hear what that sounds like it's in one of these moments right is it this one it's yeah it's yeah it's, yeah, it's this oh so good <laughs> yeah but a very different vibe a very different vibe than then I think what we're getting from from this movie, but the, Volcano yeah. to Death has a moment that sounds very familiar to like that logo moment in in Dominion. So let me I just want to play this real okay. quick somewhere in here.
1: Oh, Brad, you're gonna make me sad with this cue, man. This, this I know. Scene.
0: So to me that feels very similar to that moment because maybe it's because of that Jurassic Park tie because that part is referencing like the Jurassic Park theme in a way and it's it's tying it in and it that's very reminiscent of Dominion because they do that same thing. Yeah. So let me go let me go back to that logo part over here it's somewhere like over here. Like, I'm imagining, I can see the Brachiosaur dying
1: here as well. <laughs> I, you know, I the the tie is valid. It's like the, the swelling orchestra mm-hmm. and brass, like everything like that. Um, it's not a one-to-one or you, anything, but it just feels,
0: no, it no, feels familiar. But like,
1: you, you were very right earlier when you said that, like, Fallen Kingdom has a ton of chorus, a ton mm-hmm. of voice. And, like, that's a big difference. Like, just listening to those two cues just now, like, that's a huge difference for me. It's like that cue from Fallen Kingdom has a bunch of chorus, <laughs> and I think that adds that just gripping emotion to that scene, whereas the the Dominion cue has has a lot of brass, and it's like, it's this big epic mm-hmm. thing, but yeah.
0: Yeah, so so, so that is the, the first track. Do you have anything else that you wanted to point out from that, or anything else, because I... You know, it's a short one. It's only—I mean, it's kind of short. It's two minutes and thirty-one seconds. But a lot of it—it's—is is very just much like underscoring a news segment for the most part. So it actually sounds very
1: news-like. It actually sounds like it's just like programming for, you know. The oh news. yeah, <laughs> it sounds. I I can't remember off the top of my head what network now this is on, but um, mm. like it sounds like network news music. It totally fits. But but like it's it's using the themes that he wrote. Yeah. Which is, all, which is cool, so. He kills it, he um, kills it. Yeah.
0: All right, so we'll move on to the next one, which is um, a dinosaur in the ranching business. Um, and this one is basically the, uh, what do you call it? The um, the Nesutoceratops ranch sequence. Claire and um, Zia and Franklin are kind of breaking in, busting in, and trying to uh, take somebody out. And Yeah. It has so many different layers to it, I think. There's like several different parts to this that you could kind of like analyze and look at. It's pretty fun. It's a fun track. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. There's not a ton I don't think I feel like to discuss about this because it's just like sneaky stuff, spy kind of stuff, you know, sneaking in.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love how he transitions because like this is the start of a new rhythm that sort of builds into the action music that's coming up, and I love that transition. It's so playful. Cause it, well yeah, it's playful because it's Franklin coming up and he's like, <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> I, I really love this cue. It's it's so well done, and it fits the scene perfectly.
0: Something about this entire score is very like driving. Like there's a lot of driving mm-hmm. elements, so it just keep going. You know, beat, boom, boom, boom.
1: There are lots of there are lots of like big percussive hits and all this bombastic stuff because the ceratops are flying around everywhere and crushing vehicles and <laughs> it's awesome.
0: There is one little bit here which I love. This absolutely, it's the that that wide shot of the van oh. driving off. It's it's, it's it's amazing that sh- that crescendo there and then fade like fading into that shot of Claire standing against the sunrise I guess um mm-hmm. and it's just it's such a a beautiful shot of her just standing there and it's it goes on for a little while like you just see her standing there and I just love how that crescendo's right into that i think that's really cool but again it's there's not a ton here uh too much to anal- analyze there but it's it's very much just like hey these people are on a spy mission into this thing to kind of, you know, see what's going on here to track down these uh different poachers or whoever they might may, maybe I don't know what they're even doing. Um I forget what they what they exactly said, but they're you know, they're tracking down these nodosaurtops and it feels very reminiscent yeah. of that stuff that we were talking about before
1: with like the Nedry kind of vibes, you know, for this score. Yeah, you've got some some spy music at the beginning and then you have some i what i like this is one of my favorite cues from the score just because it's really well done bombastic like you've got these big percussive hits every few Mm -hmm. seconds and it that's like to me is the music personifying these dinosaurs just whamming into these vehicles and things like that it it just it fits the scene perfectly to me because that's such a (laughs) such a chaotic scene and this this music cue is very chaotic um and uh just you were talking about that beautiful shot of Claire like standing there. Like, quick shout out to uh, John Schwartzman. Like, mm. this, this movie is beautiful. Like, the cinematography is fantastic <laughs> from start um, to
0: finish. It's amazing.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, and uh, so it, one of my favorite things about this scene is when they crash through that gate, that <laughs> is a reference to Jurassic World when. Uh, the two brothers crash through the gate in the jeep. Like I feel Ooh. like that was Trevaro Tra- referencing himself a little bit. I love um, that. Yeah, because like the gates bust open and like swing back, and it, it just felt the same. Yeah, but, I can see that. Um, yeah, and I love like like I was saying like the the way this scene was shot is just it's so intense and exciting, and you have that uh, shot of like the gate swinging back and the sign that says no trespassing and mm-hmm. it's sort of it's it's ominous and it just it builds the intensity of the scene and the music there is like the brass is pumping and it's it's really intense and it's great so yeah no, i there's not not really any discernible themes in this cue, but it's just great action music so
0: it's got a lot of vibes of like the lost world or something like uh, you know uh, mm-hmm. rescuing sarah or you know something just something out there with dinosaurs interacting and smashing into things. That's that's what the Lost World was really good for was the percussion and the way that that interacted with what you're seeing on the on the film. And that's mm-hmm. that's happening a lot here in this score too, and and much more later on. But um, but you're getting that that just craziness right in there in this song as well with the percussion and uh, and and the fact that it's like it's very dark. It's like it's such a cool moment within the film, just seeing are not almost not seeing the the different species that are out there that are about to smash into them it's like there's a triceratops in that and it's like the only i think it's like the only time you see a triceratops in this movie or something it's like such a small little moment there but you actually see it and it's so cool
1: well it's all the it's like at least three species of ceratopsians on screen mm-hmm. together which is yeah. which is awesome though. So, nasuto yeah kynoceratops and triceratops so yeah yeah
0: I, I love it it's it is a great moment and uh i love how playful it is too because it, it really captures you know franklin's mood and stuff like that and and how yeah. how silly of a situation it is trying to like like i love how he always reacts that way to these these absurd situations and then they're trying to get this nasuda into the truck and, it, and it's like it's it's a pretty crazy situation, and in the middle is just some fun, you know. And it's really cool. It's a good, good use. Yeah.
1: It um, anything else for that track? No, I just think it's really well done. It's one of my favorite cues from the whole score. So. Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of, um, it really feels like it kind of stands
0: alone, right? Like it doesn't. Uh, it's I don't feel like it's trying to reference anything or do too much. It's just like which is is kind of rare i think maybe in this score is is a track sure. that's doing its own thing so that's pretty cool yeah
1: it's just it just totally fits every mood of that scene the spy yeah. action and the intense action so, <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right so the next track is uh it's like herding
0: parasauralphas um and this one is you know self-explanatory it's owen out there and the crew chasing down that parasaur herd and uh you know it's a very familiar track extremely familiar track so let's take a listen again
1: owen's theme
0: and there's so much that feels different about it too mm-hmm.
1: but it's so it's so good Such a good version of it. The the theme itself is shortened a little bit to fit the cut, fit the edit. But yeah, (laughs) I love the
0: guitar in this track is so
1: good. Yes, yes. I was going to say so much guitar. There's steel guitar in there. There's actual guitar. This it's because this is this is the western section of the movie. (laughs) Yeah. I love this section. It's really unique. Uh-huh. Just yep. like some per- percussion and brass and woodwinds and that's it. The impacts. Uh, it's so good. It, just ma- it makes it feel so wild. It's great.
0: So, I want to talk about Owen's theme and how it relates to other themes and stuff later because when it takes turns into this, you know, it feels. Jurassic World theme. It feels very Jurassic World. And now we've got as Jurassic World turns kind of like, you know, coming into this. Mm -hmm.
1: And this is, I mean, this is exactly how this scene needed to be scored. Like, just the the solo french horn is so that is so jurassic and Mm -hmm. this jurassic world main theme is like represents our relationship with dinosaurs and it's owen sort of calming this parasaurolophus down and helping it out so it just that's exactly with the music that needed to be there
0: yeah and it's how jurassic world ended you know with that Nine, yeah, I think nine yeah. to survival job. Yeah, you yeah. had a single dinosaur there.
1: Yeah, well, and that's a. Oh, and then we have this a little sinister, term. ominous poacher music. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so, so for me, the um, the Owen stuff, like the the Owen mm-hmm. theme, which is you know we we always associate with Owen, but like if you actually take a look at the theme itself, like it it is actually just like one like one of the main themes across the entirety of Jurassic World. It depends on how you play the theme, it's changed for what it means I think in Jurassic World. It's pretty interesting.
1: Well, yeah, and I I think yeah, what what you're speaking to like that they they all just are in the same spirit and they they tie together so well, like they feel like they belong together and they fit really really well and that when i saw jurassic world dominion the first time and that scene started it you know cuts to the sierra nevadas and uh you hear the music start like i just about like flew out of my seat and (laughs) cheered when when this music came because like i was like yes like this is exactly what needs to be happening right now like this theme has been in every jurassic world movie it's like chasing the dragons like that's that's my favorite cue from the jurassic world score when owen is riding on his bike and on his motorcycle with the raptors and it's the same theme here but he's riding on a horse with a bunch of parasaurolophus and like it the parallels in that way are are really great yeah
0: um, i've layered it under here but chasing the dragons it's so similar and even if just listening back to this score itself like it feels like i can picture a bunch of cowboys running down some Paris for all
1: of us, like, but there's slight yeah. differences to the new version, and yeah, the new the, f- the new version is all that guitar and more percussion and orchestra and make it feel like a western. This is just like more traditional Jurassic orchestra.
0: Yeah, uh, I love it. I love how yeah. it weaves itself in throughout the entirety
1: of this score.
0: Um, you know, even though he, so, I feel like he doesn't do a ton. In this, I guess uh, it's hard to say. He does a lot in this movie, but, <laughs> but the, no, the uh, image of Owen I have in this movie is him just being a helper and like handing out water and being nice and you know just helping people. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So in in Dominion, we hear it under that scene with the and like maybe like one other time. But so in in Jurassic World, in chasing the dragons, I would say it's definitely associated with both Owen and the Raptors, mm-hmm. and if not Owen and the Raptors, Owen and Blue. Okay. Like, um, you hear it when, oh, like, to me, in Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom, it sort of represents Owen and Blue. Cause, and, and sort of their relationship a little bit. Cause, like, you sort of hear it, you hear it in Chasing the Dragons, and then you also hear it very subtly in the rest of the film. But then in Fallen Kingdom, you hear it in relation to Owen. But then you all, when, uh, when Blue is standing as champion on top of the Indoraptor carcass as it's, you know, <laughs> impaled on that skeleton, um, you hear, but, Ba-da-da, so, like, yeah, and, th- and that's just that's just Blue, so, yeah. Like, it's it's exactly yeah. like that
0: that same question I have for Jurassic World when they use that like Lost World theme. I'm like, Chiquino, what is <laughs> what's happening here? Because then that's just blue, and I'm like, all right. So what what is the what is the 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 thematic element that we're trying to push across here? What are we trying
1: to say? And so yeah, in my, in, I don't get, in, I don't know. This is <laughs> a longer discussion for another day. But in my opinion, so you know, in Jurassic World, the theme, that the you know, the the theme of the movie there at the end is like the raptors have taken their control things off and are wild now. And the Lost World to me is very much about wild raptors. And mm-hmm. so okay. when that Lost World theme comes in, Blue is free of her control. She's <laughs> she's making that choice and she's, you know, wild and fighting with these other dinosaurs. So that's that's just sure. what it feels like to me. Okay. But, yeah. That makes sense. I think is it in this track
0: here? Is it is this the... Uh portion where it shows up?
1: Maybe. Let's see here. Yeah. There it is.
0: Oh, my gosh. I love that chorus. Yeah. Declaration of Independence from Fallen Kingdom. Does it show up when blue and uh owen are standing there at the car as well like uh, with the car lights shining on them and deciding whether or not to stay i forget
1: i think that i think the jurassic world main theme is there. yeah
0: i I forgot what what ended up showing up there but it is it is a very versatile it's really nonetheless yeah it's interesting to like see what they use it for and but also like going back to this uh where was it the um this the, the portion that like slows down a lot in here. It's it's very much the like Jurassic World theme itself, and it's mm-hmm. very very slow and very. Um, where is it? Somewhere over here. You know the you can you can hear it at the end of Jurassic World, but you can also hear like it in the very beginning of the movie with like the uh, triumphant sounding like tour of the Island, you know, in, in, as, yeah. as the Jurassic world turns. So it's, it's always sad to hear it like this, but I think in this context, it works really well. And it's, it's not so sad. I here. Think... it's, it's more like we've, we've kind of, we've conquered it and we kind of understand this relationship between the dinosaur and the man at this point, you know?
1: Yeah. It's, it's somber and it's sort of like pensive, like it's very like, it's it's moving to me I, I think uh, Dominion does a good job of like showing human and dinosaur relationships in this in, you know in the exposition in the beginning and that's a moment of that um, but to what you were saying like the fact that that theme is in you know in the as the Jurassic World turns and it's here like and, but they're very different one is triumphant orchestral this is just solo French horn and the emotions are very different um, and I think to me, that means it's just a a great theme. It's well written. If you can if you can make it represent that many things and do it this many ways, I I think that just means it's a great theme.
0: Yeah, and like I said before, Giacchino is you know he's he's just one of my favorite you know film composers these days. And um, you know throughout these three movies, he's just made some really really impactful things. And here it is. You can hear it behind yeah here, and just hear how like you can hear them flying around the island and, and talking and doing all that stuff. And just like, I, you knew that this would be a cool like tour of the island and stuff like that. And yeah, um, this is it's, like, it's trying some of the shots sounding. under
1: this are like the kids in the visitor center. And it's mm-hmm. like, we're learning about dinosaurs and it's very i hear mr Mr.
0: dna's voice like
1: yeah over here you've got a dilophosaurus or whatever you know whatever he said uh we got the mr dna impression in uh adenine cytosine guanine and thymine boop 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 boop. yeah
0: so it's but then you know obviously at the end of the movie it's much more what we get in uh in this track actually can i stop all these let's see. you get uh, somewhere around here, I think. Nine to survival job. And this goes on forever, this little piano part. But um... come on, you can do it. There it right there. It's actually a little bit more hopeful here, you know, because at this point in the movie, you're you're witnessing the T-Rex is about to come out and roar on top of the rooftops and stuff like that. So it's but it's it's a little bit more somber, I think, in this moment. But, uh, you know, I love that there's that kind of correlation between the dinosaur and the man and they've kind of uh, finally come to terms here and, you know they have a, a you know a, a relationship and a, an agreement here that yeah all right i'm going to go with you and owen's <laughs> going to clearly just drag it right behind him and it's or wherever it was and just easily walk with the thing so uh i love yeah. it. i love the the relationship that they have at that point
1: yeah well it it speaks to like i'm i'm so happy we had the same composer for all three films in this trilogy mm. and I'm so happy that we have all these themes that carry over like the, in this queue, there are two major themes that are in all three movies. And so it's, and they're representing sort of unique things and they're uh, the instrumentation is, is unique and uh, that's, that's just a really cool thing. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I think that's probably it. Uh, it's, it's cool. We we've gotten, um, I, you know yeah, at I one point at, the- at one point I did a, a tracker I guess I see if I can track that down actually but I, I was trying to do a theme tracker throughout this just to see when things oh. pop up um so but yeah we've gotten you know we got two themes within that track itself so
1: that's pretty cool and then at the end you have the the poacher music which is just some ominous minor brass and some extended techniques that's those hmm. those squeaky high pitched things you hear are just like, the flute piccolo woodwinds playing literally as high as they can play because it creates <laughs> that sort of mysterious evil aura. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, and it, in the extended cut, it um, there's actually you know it, it you see them up on the ridge, and then it actually there's more music in that sequence. There's an
1: extra scene.
0: Yeah, so there's more. Yeah, there's a scene with them interacting with the poachers and all that, and it, it there's more music under there that I don't believe is on this score, but um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so that's that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. And it's just more the same kind of like sinistery kind of you know stuff that as it kind of sounds very much as what is at the end of this track, but um but yeah and then actually the next track so in the theatrical cut I believe the track well next up we have oopsie maizy that's the fourth track mm-hmm. that is not the next track in the film it actually I think it cuts to um what was the track there I think it was track uh oh what one is it Uh, 10 i think it actually cuts the free range kidnapping or whatever it's called um so it's interesting that it kind of cuts in there because at this point you i'll just gonna play it real quick you 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 get Maisie, um going for a little bike ride right Mm -hmm. and this is what plays here over that bike Mm -hmm. ride and stuff and then this is actually track 10, so we're, we're skipping ahead. but So that's what mm-hmm. plays there. But instead, we've got Oopsie Mazey. So things are slightly out of order right here. But here is uh, the the track here, which um, this is actually from the Apatosaurus scene. So she does that little bike ride, and then you get the Apatosaurus scene, which is what I believe this is from.
1: Mm-hmm. This scene is just gorgeous. It's yeah. I love it. <laughs> I know. In it, I feel like I say that about so many scenes in this movie. But like, <laughs> man, this scene is is beautiful. The visual effects look incredible in this scene. It's just beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm. And again, it's that connection. You get the same the same score here. The you know Jurassic World theme. And I think theme. it's that connection between dinosaur and man, right? Like it's Maisie. Mm-hmm. Maisie now is saying like, look, this is what you got to do. You got to do the, the flare thing. And then everybody does it, you
1: know? Yeah. And it's so, it's so interesting. You know, we have a Patasaurus, which is this massive, massive dinosaur. And we have the absolute smallest musical thing you can really have, which is a solo piano. So it's, <laughs> it's, it makes, it makes it very emotional. So yeah.
0: So this one, to me, uh, this is like the start of the the new. I I guess I would say the new Maisie theme. Like it feels like. Maisie's getting, she's getting a clearer identity in this movie, and Mm -hmm. a lot of that identity is built on Jurassic Park. You know, there's Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're showcasing it later on. You and I think this theme grows; it starts to to get bigger and and to uh, reveal itself as the movie goes on, and even in Mm -hmm. a few tracks here. But like when you listen, I think to the beginning of this track. Let me go play again here somewhere around here it just again it feels so familiar and it feels like it could be like the Jurassic Park theme in there like the backings of the Jurassic Park theme or or even just the yeah. backings of as the Jurassic World turns or the Jurassic World theme you know so it to me it feels like it's both things at once which i think Absolutely. is is the perfect identity for Maisie right it's it is this the girl who is is alive today. You know who she's she's got major ties to the Jurassic World franchise and and these characters, but we slowly reveal and learn that she actually has ties to the original park, and that's why I feel like this is such a brilliant theme. Um, this part is just as Jurassic World turns or whatever. It's just a, a yeah, take yeah. on that, but that part previous to that at the beginning, it, it is it is very much. I don't know who I am and I don't know what
1: I want to be yet. And I think that's really yeah. brilliant about it. It feel it feels uncertain. It does. And it comes back in one, of, I think one of these two cues we have left to discuss. Yes. Yeah. Um, when, when she's sort of, you know, looking at the scrapbook and seeing Charlotte and thinking about her past and so, to me, you know, the music at the beginning of this—you you were talking about how it builds into that thematic thing. To me, that theme also really represents Charlotte and mm-hmm. and yeah. that whole idea. Um, and we can talk about that more when we talk about that next cue. But yeah, so
0: yeah, it's because like if you if you actually like, let me see if I can actually do it myself here. Like do 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 like you can actually like. Put the Jurassic Park theme on top of this and layer it. Maybe one day I'll actually try to layer it on and then also (laughs) layer on the As the Jurassic World Turns theme, a Jurassic World theme. I think it, because it would fit so perfectly. And I think that's, it it just shows you, which I think is really interesting because at the time, maybe we didn't necessarily get all of the connections, you know, especially Mm -hmm. when you hear something like As the Jurassic World Turns, you hear that song, that track, you hear this. Boom! This bombastic, like not well, not bombastic, but just like loud in your face, it's like big. Yeah. you know, fanfare, and then mm-hmm. you're not necessarily getting all the connections. But then when you peel away all of the extra, you get the back of that track, and then you just hear, you're like, oh wow, this could just be the Jurassic Park theme, and so I think it's it's really amazing to see that back then he layered these things in that you didn't necessarily grasp in 2015. And now when he peels Mm -hmm. back the layers, you're like, oh,
1: I see what you were doing. And I appreciate it.
0: It's really,
1: really awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've, I've always felt like the direct it's, you know, it's the, it's the reverse order that the music and the films came out, but the Jurassic world theme has always felt like an overture to the Jurassic park theme to me. Mm -hmm. Like you can play the Jurassic world theme and it. It transitions into the Jurassic Park the and to be clear about which Jurassic Park theme (laughs) we're talking about, uh, the the hymn theme, the um, that one. (laughs) But the the Jurassic World theme transitions into that one really well, in my opinion. So like they they just you're you're so right. They they connect really well. They feel like they're in the same spirit, and you know when that when that music at the beginning of uh, upsy, mazy. uh you know when that starts to extend itself into the the music for Charlotte and all that stuff when she's looking at the scrapbook and stuff, um, the harp in that cue is just playing a half step, bum 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 bum, bum which is Jurassic Park feels very Jurassic Park him theme, so they go together yeah. really well. So yeah,
0: um, this one. Yeah, it's just it's super beautiful, and the way that it's all recorded, it just I think it like it, when you actually get to the Jurassic World portion of this track, and you hear that Jurassic World theme, it's like you said, it's just that piano, it's just mm-hmm. one instrument. But if you if you have your headphones in, and you're maybe not on this podcast, but if you're listening to it on your own with the the score, um, you hear the entirety of that room. And it mm-hmm. like it it's it actually like the whatever compressors or whatever they did did or didn't use in this portion. It just all of a sudden once it goes from that that newish Maisie theme, it swells like the the room sound just swells, and all you hear is like the room, and it's so mm-hmm. it's so great. I just that to me is always something I love is hearing the room in which it was recorded because mm-hmm. so so totally. many scores today are just so. Uh, over-processed. Digitalized or overprocessed, yeah, and it, you don't hear the room. And uh, to me, yeah. going back and listening to Jurassic Park, you hear the room and you, you hear, hear the, room. the vibe. You hear <laughs> like what was happening in that moment, and I just I love that. It doesn't. It's not overprocessed. It's just th- the piano in the room, absolutely, and, and that sound. And I that
1: I really love that. Absolutely, and I mean, like I was saying about how this is a this is a massive dinosaur, but it's like solo piano, which is. Kind of a small thing but you know when you when you have that room sound it, it helps it it helps it feel larger it helps it feel bigger and mm-hmm. it i you you could have scored this scene with these massive apatosaurs <laughs> and hurting hurting them out of this uh logging site with flares and people everywhere like you could have scored that a lot differently yeah but like I think the way they chose to score it with this poignant, emotional thing, and the Jurassic World theme and solo piano, I think it's very effective.
0: Just take a, just take a listen to this, uh, the room again. I love that. It sounds so good. Uh, and I got to say the the extended cut really helps me appreciate the scene more because mm-hmm. in the in the theatrical version she takes her bike and just goes somewhere and then just turns around and is <laughs> like and is then goes back home. And I, I'm you know, I'm like thinking about it that whole moment. I'm like what where did where did she go? Like where what's happening? And why is she walking now? Like why mm-hmm. is she walking the bike back? But it makes sense when you watch the movie and she actually goes to like a, a tackle shop or something or whatever and and yeah. you know buys some stuff and a candy bar and some like bait or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm the fisherman. But like she like buys some stuff and okay. then she goes back and sees the the apatosaur. So it like makes it makes much more sense to me. And it's like little things yeah. like that that I didn't know I needed to make this feel resolved and and to me now i'm not Absolutely. thinking about where she's going i'm thinking about this moment with the with the apatosaurus there and well oh, and there's a an, so there's an
1: extra moment in the extended cut of the one of the guys at the logging site like looking at Maisie in sort of a or a perplexed or like how you do this? way yeah exactly and i i think and that's just like a little two or three second moment that they added back in there and it's, but it's really, it, it made it, it made that scene better, I think. Um, and to what you were saying, um, all of these little extra moments in the extended cut where she goes to that shop and talks to the lady and all of this extra stuff, it makes, to me, makes it feel more Jurassic. Um, mm-hmm. because it just, it makes it feel more human. We're doing all of these things that normal people do and it <laughs> makes it feel it more, it makes it feel more human and Jurassic to me. So. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, we're all, we're all <laughs>
0: just out here getting homeschooled, but we're not going to tell you. Where. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, yeah. so the next
1: track here. Um, oh, hold on. Hold. Wait, wait, okay, wait. I want to say one more thing. One more thing. Um. So that that Maisie music at the beginning of that, that sort of ex- in this next couple cues extends itself as she's looking at the scrapbook into the Charlotte mm-hmm. sort of Charlotte slash Maisie theme, let's say. Um, so as I've been sort of listening and analyzing this score, um, you know, I've I've trying I've been trying to figure out where so there's the cue at the end of the film called Ao Kayla. Mm-hmm. And that's when Kayla gets her plane and Woo is releasing the locust into the swarm in the field and all that stuff and it's it's that cue is gorgeous it's beautiful it's so hopeful and but at first like i didn't really recognize the theme that's in that cue like i didn't i couldn't figure out where it came from mm-hmm. but it's but then after some listening and analysis like it's it's the charlotte music it's it's sort of a a fully realized Version like very sweeping orchestral version of that, and it makes sense because yeah. Charlotte is the reason they figured out that technology with the locusts. So, yeah, yeah.
0: Charlotte. Charlotte is the reason. Yeah. So it, it yeah. And I, I, I appreciate you saying that. Like, it's the Charlotte theme because, like, yeah. I'm just thinking it's Maisie 2.0 because, you know, she's no longer this, you know, person that we thought we knew from Fallen Kingdom, but that person within her is charlotte so that makes sense
1: yeah <laughs> this this music that we're hearing right now that is what yeah I'm talking about. yeah um and that little bit that <clears throat> <clears throat> sorry um <laughs> doing lots of singing um that little bit feels very much like it's like referencing the jurassic world theme to me so like we've been talking about how all these themes like tie into each other like feels that way to me yeah, but anyway. I, I love
0: how everything <laughs> combines. It all it all connects. Um but yeah, this next track here is Clonely You slash the Hunters Become the Hunted. And uh in this you've got two uh two movements here. Um, you know, one is just from uh when Owen I think <clears throat> arrives after Amazing Claire fight, and then the other one is actually really awesome. And it's it's mm-hmm. basically blue and and beta and it's That is particularly beautiful. So we're getting that family theme, right? From Jurassic World.
1: Yes. Yes. And this is so interesting to me because it's not in Fallen Kingdom at all. Hmm. And then it comes back in Dominion
0: fallen kingdom is a very different score it's very darker and and
1: uh yeah i love it so much (laughs)
0: very monstrous
1: but so this is this is the family theme that's used for uh the brothers in jurassic world and uh used for owen and Maisie and claire here yeah so and it really you know that means that the it's meant to represent not any specific family but like the the Just idea of family family yeah you know it could show up in fast, fast and furious you know fast and, know. and furious
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway well, well we do transition into this lovely theme here with the hunters become the hunted
1: yeah and you get you get the full meaning of that cue title in the extended edition yeah <laughs> so
0: how it picks it up and it's a little bit more it's... you know jaunty
1: yeah and it's such a contrast to like the trailer music when they are running through the snow huh I don't remember no,
0: oh yeah from the lost world game there Yeah, so this it's funny because this you mentioned that uh, you know the hunters become the hunted. It's such a funny moment. It reminds me of like in um, the Phantom Menace where like they just keep getting eaten by bigger and bigger fish in that in that one portion. Oh, it's, yeah. yeah, it's like well you've got a rabbit, yeah. but then the rabbit wants you know the, the the wolf wants the rabbit, and then the blue wants the wolf, and then the hunters want blue and beta and it's just like and then blue is just like nah I, it's all me it's all me bro it's all me so I'm going to take you all out so blue is pretty brutal and, and just uh, I don't know if this this music is not necessarily under that moment there is some music under that um, blue attack sequence which I, I don't know maybe that's a separate piece but um, but it's
1: just yeah blue just m- murders some humans I guess in this sequence <laughs> I mean they, they take a couple shots at beta and so she's like, "True,
0: yeah, nope, nah." I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. <laughs> so, no, so why wasn't the, the Lost World theme in that? Because it's
1: another slow mo shot of blue. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, like it. It reminds me of the shot in the Long Grass when the raptor just yeah flies just out and up and over. On yeah, the guy. yeah. But um,
0: that the yeah. um the the family theme, yeah, that's great.
1: Really cool stuff. Love that really it's, really it's, interesting it's just slow. that he decided to bring that back so prominently, yeah so
0: i mean look i mean it's they, they weren't a, a family nobody was a family they Owen and claire were barely uh, a thing in in fallen kingdom right like yeah, so yeah. there was no no familial ties I, maybe in 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 that movie but uh yeah. um but here it's like we're trying we're really trying i don't know if it's working Whatever weird thing you guys got going on, or whatever uh, Franklin says, uh, but they're making it work and and they're trying. And I mean, I guess that's what they right. were doing in Jurassic World too. That was n- clearly no uh, good, like good family dynamics in Jurassic <laughs> there World. There was some sh-
1: strain strain <laughs> in that family. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, in every movie in the, I mean, almost every movie in the Jurassic franchise has some. Oh yeah, strained family dynamics and that's, divorce and those kinds of themes. So it's Spielberg No, and for then you. Uh, the family the family theme comes back when Maisie is reunited with Owen and Claire mm. later in the film. So yeah, and I, I that was that it's it's it makes that scene very moving. So
0: yeah, yeah. but for me the the standout portion here is the blue and. And uh, I wasn't going to say Owen, Blue and um, Beta moment, which like yeah. Blue is is standing over and kind of watching Owen there for a little bit. And then she makes her way out to that bus. And I just I love this theme. And it's it's so just underused because we don't really get Blue in this movie very much, you know.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, totally. And so when I saw the second time I saw Dominion, I was sitting next to uh, my friend who is a composer And like when that cue started with a blue and beta running through the snow and it's, it's the oboe solo oboe playing. Yep. Yep. And uh, he, he loves that kind of thing. Like as a composer, he turned to me and he was like, Oh my gosh, I love this. So, um, no, so that, uh, that theme on the solo oboe, and then it builds into the strings. Um, and then when they're about to pounce it's on the piano. So in, in my musical opinion, that, that is all, all of that is the Lost World PlayStation theme. Um, the oboe thing and the string thing is it's just really augmented and stretched out rhythmically mm. and harmonically. It's more, it's more major. It's more sort of uh, playful just because we've got a baby raptor learning how to hunt and all of that kind of thing. Um, and then as we're about to pounce, it's, it's that low piano sort of menacing, like we're, we're about to pounce. But yeah so
0: yeah unfortunately i don't have that music on my computer here i don't know why Uh, i used to but uh, i'll try to track that down but um i
1: have it on i have it on cd on my shelf over
0: here but to me you had mentioned you know your composer friend and that is what stood out to me as well is that oboe you know at the start of that movement there and it's like it's very like Tchaikovsky esque, I guess. It feels very much like Mm -hmm. something you would hear from from that or and and I I love, you know, scores or or, uh just movements or pieces of music with that oboe in there doing the solo. And it's just so like so beautiful, so romantic sounding, and so like just oh yeah. I I just love that I love that style. It's really, really cool.
1: Well, when you say Tchaikovsky, you know, we think of Nutcracker and we've got we've got the we got the snow and the Christmas vibes here, so it works
0: exactly. that's what I was thinking the same thing. I'm like a little bit of, like at the he did Swan Lake too, right, <laughs> so it's like a little like there's it's you know it's frozen feeling and just kind of like you know it's
1: it's cold, whatever it is, yeah, I mean Jurassic world is a Christmas movie, right and I, yeah uh, i mean so I've been do they that, do so. they talk about like when this movie takes place, Dominion hmm no I don't know that's a good question I don't feel like I that's, uh that's something I want to figure
0: out <laughs> yeah you know I actually have not even thought about that I, I feel like I've, I've done so much analysis of <laughs> when all the other movies take place I've not even thought given it a thought yet for here for this one there it is there it is from the Lost World game yep by Michael Giacchino <laughs> Which also is featured in Jurassic World. They they utilize it there as well. It's so good, it's so good. But there's something about like all of this whole score here for this game. It's all very like dissonant and like weird. Like the tones, uh, the it, um, uh, the different like intervals that he uses in this score is so strange. So I, I feel like there's elements of that within this score every now and then. Um, mm-hmm. So that was the. It was a do 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 like that part there, that shows itself here. But it's like so slow and very like thoughtfully paced. Where is it at? It's right here, I think, somewhere. Yeah, here we go. Yep. You can tell it's um. It's a different kind of like raptor attack. It's a this is like like the the lion in in the uh, you know in the in the out the, the wheat there trying to like sift its way through and then pounce. Like that's that's really what it feels yeah, yeah. like. Um, and then what was it? It was in Jurassic World too. It was in Raptor. Your it's heart out. Uh, yes. Yeah. So it's somewhere uh, not that far. But that was the Owen fit theme. Yeah. Where is it at? Somewhere right here. Here it is. So that that's much more akin to you know what we hear from the forest explodes from uh, from Gicchino back you know in the nineties. Yeah,
1: that's true. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Feels very much the same, like kind of speed it's, and, it's, and everything there. But he takes yeah, it a lot it's slower.
1: So wild. It's It's so wild and animalistic. It's great.
0: Yeah. But uh but yeah, I, I just love I love that new, you know, Raptor theme or whatever he's got going on here, how it's very like fits in with the the elements, like you're saying, with the the snow and all that. It just feels cold. It feels, you know, something about that oboe feels right and and it, it uh, you know, I don't know again it's just something that feels within the same family as you know Jurassic World and and whatever he was creating there so I love it I love it it's a, it's a really great theme
1: yeah he he makes it fit the baby raptor and be playful and learning how to hunt and if he's you know 25 26 years later getting to bring this back and use it in a in an in a very appropriate and very cool way so
0: yeah Again, I felt like I was Leonardo DiCaprio in the chair when I'm pointing like that. That's the theme. I know that theme <laughs> when you hear it again. Um, yeah. But yeah. So let's let's move on to the final one. So this is the final track we're going to look at here today. This one's called "The Campfire in Her Soul." Um, so the basically, campfire
1: in her soul.
0: <laughs> this is them sitting at the campfire. Um, you know having some discussion about freedom and and stuff like that and uh you know it, this is this is another one that's i think pretty quiet under the scene um mm-hmm. but uh, it's there and it's it's a good one and like a little sinister at the end
1: too mm mm-hmm. mhm
0: Again, it's just got that, like, structure of something familiar, you know? hmm
1: that Charlotte theme. Yeah. Can you hear the harp going in a half step there like the Jurassic Park type yeah. of stuff?
0: that's what I love. I love that it is just so Jurassic Park. You can sing that theme very slowly and it'll fit in.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously here it is, but... <laughs> there it is, yeah. Well, yeah, because she's looking at Charlotte with the gates and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. And it, it, it gets off of that pretty quick, but it's it's there. You get a driving force here.
1: Yeah. I found that girl you've been after. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't
0: wait. I can't wait for the Rain Delacorte, uh, you know, impression to make its
1: way into the show much more often. Because <laughs> it's a, that's it's a heavy it, and thick one. The, <laughs> <laughs> the end of that cue is when it cuts to West Texas. And <laughs> and, and that's where I'm from. <laughs> nice. So, like, the first, the first time I saw Dominion, I was like, what is happening? But, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the character that we, you know, going into the movie... I don't think we like really saw him you know, at all really. If if not maybe it just off in the distance or something. We didn't really know much about this guy. And mm-hmm. yeah, and there he is and he's got this accent that I didn't expect. And uh, yeah, I I dig you know, he's not in the movie very much, but he's uh he's a fun character. Um I do I wanted to maybe go to the movie itself and see how things sound here.
1: She's fourteen. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You, remember what that was you like. can hear it underneath them talking.
1: I do we can't keep her here forever but it is pretty quiet she's
0: gonna go a lot farther than the bridge
1: they find her we're never gonna see her again we gotta protect her that's our job that's what we're gonna do
0: protect her how by locking her inside she's got questions you know questions we can't answer she wants to know who she is looking at her scrapbook who Charlotte Lockwood mm-hmm. was. I think I have that book, by the way. Like, I, I definitely... <laughs> <laughs> and here's here he comes. That Grady to his house. Uh.
1: Right. Raptor's got a juke now. Listen, to something else. I felt that girl you've been after.
0: Like, listening to it like that, it just felt like some strange ADR that was like, recorded in like his closet or something is like oh and yeah I'm, he got his way out i'm like he sounds like matthew mcconaughey but like just like even even just <laughs> matthew McConaughey. less coherent he sounds
1: he, he sounds like uh and i scott hayes is a great actor and i love this character, oh, oh yeah great. of course but of like course. but uh he sounds like uh when spongebob is trying to be like, <laughs> fancy it's like that's right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just I never imagined that's where you would take. Do you that. know what I'm talking
1: about? No. I have no idea. And I gonna <laughs> oh, to you don't up, know what I'm talking about. I'm gonna
0: have to look up fancy SpongeBob, I guess. I don't know. Uh I mean there's plenty I'll, of fancy I'll, I'll Spongebob find a clip out for you. Here. You like Krabby Patties, don't you, Squidward?
1: That is in in I I in no way mean to uh degrade stock Scott Hayes' oh, performance no. or him Not as an at actor because I, I I think I think he's fantastic and he this performance was great. It was such a cool character. So Yeah,
0: exactly. I mean that he is playing the character and he's done a great job at doing it, you
1: know, and I think that's yeah. perfect. So yeah, just and that fun at,
0: at it a little bit, but Yeah,
1: and that that extra scene in the extended cut gives it gives it a little more, you know, mm-hmm. back backstory exposition to his character too. So yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, but uh I, I dig this, it's you know, it's um
0: again, what I said before about uh the I think Oopsie Mazey one was just like mm-hmm. that version felt it was the same track, like the same, you know, uh motif in there and it just it feels yeah. like they've expanded upon it just a little bit more. They went a step further, and you're able to identify it a little bit more. And and the fact that they added in the Jurassic Park theme in there, it's just like mm-hmm. you're starting to uncover these layers that, like, within Fallen Kingdom, we kept almost seeing these layers. We were almost there. And... Uh, yeah, it's actually good to finally start to unravel that mystery and, and start to get closer to the real person who is just a real normal person, you know, for the most part. And not this, yeah, scientific, uh, hybrid, weird, you know, created clone that we all kind of thought she would be. So she's just yeah. a normal person who was at Jurassic Park.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it, it gives it a very tender human feel. And it, that I mean, we've been talking about for this whole episode how like, and I feel like it's sort of going to be a theme—not no pun intended—but a theme for this episode and all the future episodes. Like, as we talk about the whole Dominion score, like it feels in the spirit of Jurassic Park. It ties into all that Jurassic Park music well. It uses it well, and this this cue, like it's it's a completely new theme for a completely new character and but it also brings back a theme from 30 years ago and because it is necessary and that's important so
0: yeah i mean this this whole thing is about legacy and i think uh you know within these first few tracks you just get like so much of the of the jurassic world and jurassic park legacy just thrown in there and it feels right it feels good and, uh, Absolutely. you know, it, it feels familiar. Yeah. So I can't, I, I'm excited. I can't wait to dive into the rest of the stuff because I think we're going to get into some really interesting and different stuff, stuff that doesn't necessarily feel like we've heard it before or, or anything else. And and we're going to be traveling the world and we're going to be going to different places. So I think that's, uh, you know, that's exciting because there's so much new stuff to look forward to. So I, I feel like this episode really got into like, like let's focus on the history and, and get into things a little bit about that and uh and then we can move on to new stuff because like I said I feel like this is a a good natural stopping point because then we start to get into even more sci-fi aspects and stuff and the tone starts to change a little bit and it, it gets pretty cool I like it
1: Yeah 100% I'm I'm so excited to go through the rest of this score it's it's phenomenal there are we've been talking about some new stuff and some old stuff that's brought back in but like there is a lot of new, completely new stuff in this score that I, that I love and I can't stop listening to. And I'm really excited to talk about it all. So awesome. Well, I, I think that about wraps it up. You have anything else you want to mention here before we, uh, be, before we get out of here? Uh, I don't think so. Just, uh, that I, I, I mean, the main takeaway here is that I really, really love this movie and this score. It's, it's really great. So me too.
0: Me too. I, I'm glad that we've, we both settled in here and we both really love this thing and like yeah. you know I, I know there's a lot of criticisms out there for uh, for for the movie I feel like I've looked up you know reviews and stuff of the score and actually people are really loving it like uh, people are re- you know every now mm. and then there's like a little uh, it's just repetitive or whatever it's taking too long to get to the point but I, I think most people have been really you know positive about this score which is nice to see so, yeah
1: no I, um, I I think so too and my, my friend who is a composer who saw the movie with me, like th- he said, this was his favorite score of the three world films. And yeah, I've heard, I've heard a lot of other people say that too. So
0: yeah, I, um, I'm, I'm glad I loved it right off the bat. And I, I, th- yeah, I'm interested to see where the score itself falls for me because I, I feel, I feel pretty confident in saying that like this movie is my favorite of the three new ones. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I, um, I, yeah, I don't know necessarily where the score falls just yet because I feel like I do need more time with that, but um, because *Fallen
1: Kingdom* was so good, so it's hard. It's really hard.
0: Yeah, *Fallen <laughs>
1: Kingdom* is is one of my favorite movies ever. So, like at the at the time of this recording, my my score in film Jurassic ranking is is uh not final yet but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so next time we're going to be tackling
0: tracks 7 through 19, so that's 13 tracks there. Um and like I said that should be probably sometime in uh November, so keep your eyes out for that. We'll we'll definitely keep you updated. But uh thank you so much Caleb uh for joining me again this week and uh I'm excited to get this kicked off. It's been a long time coming and you know, we've done a few of these before so if you want to hear more we've there's definitely more in our back catalog of myself and Caleb talking about music and stuff like that so thank you again for joining me what why don't you let everybody know where they can find you and and all of your work out there
1: yeah dude thanks for having me this is like my favorite thing to do is discuss Jurassic <laughs> music and we've been talking there for a go. long time and that's ev- evidence of that um and so yeah I'm I'm glad so glad we're doing this and I'm so but um, so you can find me on all social media at Caleb composed and uh, you can listen to my music and other stuff at Caleb Burnett music.com. So awesome. And uh, <laughs> one more thing while I'm in here, just a uh, selfless mark <laughs> uh, s- subscribe to Jurassic Caleb on YouTube.
0: Yes. Yes, you've been uh, doing some great work over there. I, I agree. Go subscribe. We'll, we'll put all the links, and of course, you can find Caleb on our website and everywhere else, just in case you need to find him. Um, but yes, keep up the good work on that. And I was recording with Aaron the other day, and he was. We were talking about collections and how um, you know he won some contest with collection his collection in the past, and I was like, you know what, today. Uh, you know, collections like we used to have would never stand up to stuff like this. And he was like, "Yeah, you know, Caleb's really got a a great collection that I envy right now. So he's he's into your stuff as well. <laughs> so it's, it's killing it, man. It's it's looking great. Thanks, man. Thank you. <laughs> so I guess that's it. So and you know, until next time, everybody, just uh, keep spinning those those Dino scores, and uh, I'll be I'll be right there with you. So. next time we'll we'll definitely uncover more and see what we can get to the bottom uh of with here uh jurassic world dominion and the score from michael cicchino thanks everybody Thank you so, so much for listening to the 337th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Of course, a huge thank you goes out to Caleb for joining me for DinoScore. I am so thrilled to finally be able to start this three-part series with Caleb. It has been a, an absolute blast uh, analyzing this score uh, as it stands on its own, you know, uh, as it stands as a theatrical version, as an extended cut, uh, to look deeper into these themes and thematic elements and, and the score itself and compare it to the past. It is so much fun. It's a lot of work. But we are here for it. I absolutely love doing it, and I can't wait to do it again it's very, very soon. Like I said, this is this is three episodes over the course of the next few months. You just got the first part. The next part will be in uh, in November, at the end of November. And then the third part is going to be in January. Whew, this is a long three-part series, but it will be worth it. Um, like I said, the next part actually is going to be another 13 tracks so it'll be a lengthy episode as well. Uh, It should be tracks 7 through 19, so just prepare yourself for that upcoming episode. And then episode 3 will be tracks 20 through 32. There's a lot of tracks coming your way. There's so much music to discuss, and I can't wait to get to it very, very soon. So thank you again to Caleb. Thank you all for listening. I do want to go ahead and dive into a recent review over on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever you want to call it. Uh, A big thank you here to uh sikaru1722 for leaving us a review now if you want to uh leave a review over on apple podcasts i will read your review like i'm about to do here with sikaru um so just give us a five star review if you want to you don't have to whatever you feel is necessary somebody recently left a one star review we'll get to that at some point um but um Whatever you want to leave, go ahead and write a review in there, and I will go ahead and read it here on the show. So like I said, Sakaru here, I I believe I'm saying that, hopefully I'm saying that right, uh, 1722, wrote this one here, and it says, great job. And it says, uh, the dino DNA about pterosaurs was fascinating. Every episode you make is great. Uh, So thank you so much for that review. There it is, beautiful, simple, plainly stated, and it's perfect because dino DNA is a fantastic segment. Um, that's why I love this show is because I can, you know, hand over the reins to somebody like Connor O'Keefe to produce a segment and uh, talk about something that is an interest of the person hosting that segment. Um, so Connor, for instance, will talk all about dinosaurs, the DNA, the, the history, the comparisons to the film and talk about those with a true professional in the industry. And I just, I just, I love that segment and I love that for that reason because I am not able to do that. Even if I was to get a paleontologist on this show, the conversation would not be as thrilling as it is to listen to as when Connor is able to do it. So Connor makes every episode of Dino DNA great, super fascinating to listen to. So definitely check out Dino DNA if you have not already. And thank you again so much to Sekaru for uh, writing that review over on Apple Podcasts. And like I said, if you want to go ahead and write your review, I will read it here on the show. Uh, so that's about it. Thank you so much love you all so much thank you for listening to this each and every week no matter how long it is um, we really really appreciate it stay safe out there be kind to each and every person that you come into contact with let's continue to fight for representation change and equality in and outside of the Jurassic franchise it'll truly make a difference and make this world a better place we've got this we can do this together I'm going to go ahead and hand it off to myself for the outro take it away up. Let's get this movable feast underway. Be sure to give us a follow over on Twitter at Jurassic Park Pod and myself at Brad Jost. Also on Facebook and Instagram at Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to join the Jurassic Park Podcast group on Facebook. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found so be sure to follow along. Also, don't miss our live streams, toy hunts, reviews, in-depth bonus content, gameplay, event and theme park coverage, and much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of most episodes, so be sure to spare no expense. Find us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com, where you'll find today's episode's show notes, articles, contributor bios, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or send emails to jurassicparkpod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Make sure to be kind to everybody and stay safe out there. Thanks for listening and enjoy.